Welcome to the Thursday show, folks. This is your weekly tournament show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Evening, everybody. And Dustin Henshaw. Hello, everyone. I have some special announcements to make before we even get into the show. So, so many. I hope you're ready. Number, number one, it was Dustin's birthday this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, happy happy birthday, birthday, Dustin. Uh, thank you. Thank you, boys. Numero two. Adam Cantlary pulled down third place at a at like a thousand person tournament this past week. Yeah, yeah he did. Person tournament. It was, yeah. it was basically two thousand people, and he beat most of yeah. them. Right, that was how that happened. It was ba- basically third. All of Australia rocked up to this event. All twenty six million. I came third. That's you, well, yeah. That's you beat ninety seven percent of the field with Dark Angels. Dark uh, Angels, everybody. There was right. like a hundred players, and I came third. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very happy with it. Thank you, thank you, boys, for bringing it up. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, look, we talk about tournaments and, you know, I guess we talk about getting older. So both of those things are relevant. Yeah, we talk talk about getting older. Seriously, Uh, this is your uh, your show where we go down and run down the meta of of the biggest and best tournaments coming up over the weekend. Uh, We go down what you're going to see there. We're going to talk about the factions that you see, uh, some of the lists that we want to highlight. And, you know, we may even talk about like how to beat the meta uh, if you're not participating as being the meta. Those are the two kind of ways you can approach this. And we know some big changes on the horizon. Those changes are not going to be in effect for a couple of weeks so mm. you know we're kind of just like looking at at the state of things uh coming up pretty soon yeah I'm we're ex- really into, I'm excited we're into it we're not quite a holding pattern but we're all like we're, we are on meta watch we are like we yes. need to watch and start predicting and start getting our heads around what is going to be different in a fortnight's time at, a, at like at an absolute minimum in a fortnight everything's going to change i'm here for it i'm excited about it but we've got three awesome events to tell you about in the meantime yeah, uh, this is yep. what we're here for. We want to talk about all these events too. I want to see what things are going to look like now, and people are starting to like kind of shift their way to what it's going to be like, maybe based on the kind of leaks they've seen, or if they're like, you know what, I just want to take what I'm what I know works now because it's a last hurrah with it. It's going to change very drastically. Th- that's what th- I'm really curious to see that if people do is like want to just get out there and and really like power pedal to the metal mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to decide, you know, to basically get some of those those, uh, those uh, final stabs in with whatever they think is the, their their hot list. I do want to mention though that LVO 2023 uh, main event tickets are sold out, but there's plenty of other events to get in. There's there's all kind of stuff, and I would get on the wait list if there's some events coming up that you uh, want to participate in, but we're not able to get a ticket yet there is i will tell you there's a fair amount of churn uh for for those types of events so if you're you think you want to go and you just miss the ticket deadline get on the wait list and you will you you'll probably get a slot like there's plenty of time in between now and then shout out to my boy diffie in the chat just got home from uh back to australia from being in san diego with you paul i literally landed uh this morning i believe so he's going to be a very very crusty boy very sleepy (laughs) what a champion it was so great you know i've I've met diffies for several years ago you know virtually being able to hang out with him in person Mm. grab some tacos grab some beers grab some street other street food i saw those tacos they looked delicious i was jealous that's why you go to these things. So that's why we talk about them so much is that we really like those are the types of like the games you play are one thing, but the memories you make are something else. And that it may sound cheesy, but it's uh, somebody make that a T-shirt. That's a perfect. For a t-shirt. I, love that. I love that. Uh, we've got some international events to bring you first one i want to talk about is the newcastle grand tournament. This is uh, from Newcastle. I wonder, is it like how new is it at this point? Yeah, surely it's like medium <laughs> middle aged castle. Yeah, or medium, medium, medium age castle? castle. I don't know. Ancient it's definitely, castle? it's that castle yeah. that's probably you know, you know, thinks it's still you know really cool. But it better awesome. at least be one castle there. 
Like, there has to that's be. true. It has to be. Like, and they should paint it every year so it looks new. There you <laughs> go. That would be legit. That would actually make sense. That would, that would I like that. Uh, that's exactly. So this is 125 players, seven round event. I want to give up hashtag doing the right thing. Right. 100% of the players have listed their factions. We have a tournament to talk about later on where they have not, but there's a reason <laughs> we're talking about it, which is near to our hearts. Uh, but really appreciate them uh, listing all their factions because it makes our job easier. Dustin, would you mind running down and telling us what we're going to see there? I would love to. Newcastle, best castle for 100% factions listed. So well done, everybody there. Quick and dirty stats here. We have the Imperial Super Faction, two sisters, eight custodes, two admech, two astromilitarum, five great knights, seven Imperial knights space marine superfection there are three dark angels six space wolves three blood angels one ultramarine two iron hands and one death watch chaos superfection there's two chaos soup two chaos space marine six t sons four death guard two demons and six renegade knights the renegade knights finally starting to bring the numbers up the imperial knights that's nice the xeno superfection seven necrons seven orcs and 11 tau wow they're actually keeping up numbers with the tau that's crazy and the Hive Mind Super Faction, 18 Tyranids, and the one hero GSC, as always. <laughs> is that you? Are you going it's, to Newcastle? I just, I just travel all around the world to all these tournaments as the only GSC uh, player. Uh, Eldari Super Faction, there's five Eldari, seven Harlequins, seven Asuriani. That's pretty standard, aside from not seeing a single Drakari right now. But that means a faction podium is Tyranids at the front with 18. Then the dip of seven to Tau at 11 for a second, and the Custodes at eight. But... Uh, there's a lot at seven that we need to give honorable mentions to, like the, the Krons, Imperial Knights, Harleys, the Suriani, Orcs. That's actually a really good spread. The, the Space yeah. Wolves at six. This is the second week in a row we've seen the Space Wolves mm-hmm. spike up to. Mm-hmm. Do you think, guys, yeah. think there's a reason for that? I think people are starting to twig to how good Space Wolves can be. Um, with to twig? The- the better uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Aussie colloquialism. They're starting to have an epiphany that on certain terrain formats, the denser the, the wait, wait, stop the show. We stop need a vocabulary lesson. Wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> um, but people start to realize that on certain terrain formats, the denser the table, the better the space horse. Literally, especially Wolfen, uh, the better oh, the yes. table, you just can't stop them from trading. And usually you can't stop them from trading up. And the more dense the table and the more able you are to use the terrain to your benefit, that third player just becomes on your side. That third that's player true. of the terrain is just on your side as a Space Wolf player. You think that's um, why the Custodes are as represented as they are too? I think so as well. I think Custodes yeah. um, are staying strong. I think because there's a, there's a there's a very strong pivot for them to play a – uh, Dreadnought heavy list, which we actually saw perform very well, especially at the event I was at last weekend. Uh, the Dreadnought heavy lists were, were stomping people. Like, um, like uh, they had the same kind of effect on the on, on the meta as Imperial Knights do and Renegade Knights. We're like, hey, can you bust this stats check? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to run you over. Um, but yeah, this is a really exciting meta. That that middle band, like sitting just under the top three, where we have like almost we have so many factions that are sitting at six and seven lists. This is a really awesome event. Yeah, this is great too. Now I'm curious. I'm, I don't know if I should ask Paul this question because I feel like it's it's an obvious answer for him. But between the Space Wolves and Blood Angels, obviously they both have that one standout. You know, like the Wolfen for the Space Wolves, Sanguinary Guard for the Blood Angels. Which one do you think is actually better right now? I, I have 
or an answer that is predictable, but I have a reason that <laughs> okay. might not be I'm as okay with it. As long as you can defend your answer with logical <laughs> reasons, I'm okay with that, Paul. Go ahead. So I think that the strategy in Forlorn Fury and the fact that you can put all those Thunder Hammers on the Death Company uh, is better positions the Blood Angels than the Space Wolves in this case. Uh, so early game, you know, kind of like first turn dependent type game, I think the Blood Angels have it. But I will say that I think that they, like in, in rounds two to four, the Space Wolves, with all their manipulation they can do midfield, uh, you know, really gives them, puts them in the running. Uh, so I will say I'm leaning towards Blood Angels because you can have just an explosive turn. Like when everything just lines up for you, it's like I'm taking out an entire unit of crisis suits. I'm taking out, uh, you know, two big Tyranid bugs. You know, like there's, you can do that with the Blood Angels. Like just turn one, you can't do that with the Space Wolves. But if you can play, like like Adam was saying, that kind of grindy game with the train in the middle, then Space Wolves are favored. And because of all their heroic intervention tricks. Okay, yeah, that and all the, the fights that was, last. That was a good description. Mm, that was actually well thought out. All right, top lists and top players in attendance. First up is Vic Vijay, a player who is ranked second in the UK right now. I think he's in top five in the world also. Um, but don't don't quote you know don't test me on that. Uh, he's playing Asuriani, Hail of Doom, Masterful Shots, of course. This is a pretty um, same same but different list. Sorry, I just needed to delete something there. I just saw there was a double up. Um, he's got an outrider. Has a lot of win riders. I was about to say, that is a, that is a broken amount of Windriders I just saw. Um, he's got Baharoth and Jane Zar. Jane Zar. Now that's, that's something Ooh, we need to unpack spicy. in a minute. Two units of 10 Dire Avengers, uh, nine and six and six Windriders. So a lot of a lot of Windriders. Two single Vipers, and then it goes into his patrol. He's got one Warlock Skyrunner and then a two Warlock Conclave. Uh, one Farseer Skyrunner, one Walking uh, Farseer, five Rangers, five Corsair Void Scarred, which I'm seeing on the rise, six Dire Avengers, five Howling Banshees, ten Swooping Hawks, and a single Wave Serpent. Gentlemen, what do you make of this one? It is it is on the predictable archetype, but there are certainly some changes here from the usual. I do want to give us some shout outs to folks in the chat. And then also, if you're listening to this after the fact uh, on one of the podcast aggregators, thank you very much. But if you're new to the show, we do this live every Thursday. That is why it's called the Thursday show. Uh, well, one of the reasons you got to get you hyped for the weekend, you know, got to realize it's Thursday for That's why we appreciate the weekends, but I want to get, you know, thanks for the people that are participating in the live chat. Uh, that's one of the things that fuels us, keeps us going. If you are going to one of these events and you think we might talk about it or you're playing it and you're in the chat, let us know what you're taking. Also really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. First so, up, Jane Zar. What the hell? Yeah, I, I want to. I'm curious about that too because we had Karandris as the second uh, Phoenix. Baharoth, Baharoth is he's just an auto include. He's 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 busted. Like he needs to be in every, every list for sure. But we used to see Karandris a lot, but now we've seen the shift to either nobody. And I've seen Jane Zar a couple times now. So what's the what what happened there? Like she has, I feel like her attacks aren't as strong, but she has a bit more utility to her. What oh, do you guys think? So. Jane Zar and you're not ta- so it's got one, is it one unit of banshees? Yeah, it's just uh, one unit of banshees. One, one, banshees. one unit of five <clears throat> banshees. So I mean, I mean, if you're taking Karan- taking Jane Zar, at least she's there to make the you, so that the banshees can go flip an objective for you, and then she might be able to go flip an objective for you. Whereas like you take Karandras and maybe you don't have striking scorpions, and then the scorpions aren't as good. I mean, but I'm I'm struggling here. I'm reaching here because I don't quite understand how maybe Jane's better. He just doesn't have Astromen painted. <laughs> I mean, that's hey guys, Just to let you know, Vic VJ is number two in the world. Asterman, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Jane Zara is actually on a larger base too. That that matters, mm. you know. So there there could be some play mm. there. Really? Uh, yeah, she's on a 32 or 40 millimeter base or something, and uh, all the other 
because uh, she had a new model. She has a new oh, model. Oh, you mean my old one isn't legit anymore? Oh, it's sad. All right. Oh, that's, no, it's uh, still a great model. It's an amazing model. It's, it's one of the best still. But she does have a new model. It's from a larger yeah. base. And so there's there could be some uh, some play there. That's uh, true. With, that actually is a good point. So, so the only difference between her and a regular um, uh, Banshee Exarch is that she gives them minus one attack as well when she's charged them. They also, you know, they can't set the defender Overwatch and they fights last. But I think she also gives she also gives minus one attack to units that she has declared as a charge. Yeah, um, see, that's what I mean by the like the utility she has. It's another fight mm-hmm. last piece, which I don't see him having a lot of close combat, so I don't feel like that's the real reason. But mm. minus one attack can make a difference if you need to try to tie something up. Because Jane's yeah. are she can't die in one round of combat, right? So maybe Yeah, correct. But I'm just trying I'm I'm trying to i I'm trying to find out why it's why she's there over Carandrus. But hey, we'll figure out. Proof will be in the pudding. Well, moving it's on. Hard. Look, we have, we've already pointed out in the chat that Jane's R does use a forty millimeter mm-hmm. race. Uh and this may be like the you know, top top two player in the world. So obviously, you know, got something figured out. Yeah, looking for marginal increases against armies that, yep. in particular, Vic might think he struggles into. Um, there's also a really big. So I know, I know. Look at the stats. You guys see, Tyranids are absolutely ridiculous here. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so Karandras with all the extra rend, all the extra strength into Leviathan doesn't make that big a difference. Doesn't actually make that big a difference. He's right. like losing a bunch of it, and they've got a lot of invuln saves. So maybe he's like, well, less attacks for them, especially when you're into you know warriors and ravenous and things like that, make a huge difference. And you're not wasting a bunch of render a bunch of strength because they've got transhuman and, and invulnerable saves. So maybe this is essentially the same thing against the Vic, the things Vic thinks he struggles into, but it gives you a little bit of extra utility. So. Um, I am reaching a little bit there because there's probably more to it, but on face value, that'd be my assumption. Um, next, a top player in attendance is Manny Chima. He's ranked third in the UK. He's also playing Hail of Doom, Masterful Shots. It's pretty much the same crap as Vic's list. It's got pretty much yeah. mostly the same archetype, but he's got two wave serpents instead of one and three, I think he's got three by five wind riders rather than the nine, six, six. Apart from that, it's extremely similar. Uh, Eldari uh, are definitely have all the pa- all the tricks, all the tools. I think they're going to just get stronger. You know, we've had, we've seen mm. some things published on the mm. Warhammer Community article uh, articles about you know maybe some changes that are coming up in the chapter approved stuff. And I mean, it's hard to believe that Eldari are just going to continue to dominate as that yeah. is. And they and they've been on the the cusp. I mean, right there. So Tyranids were keeping a lot of other factions down. Tau mm. players we saw swept. They swept last week. Absolutely every event that we covered, every major event, I think every event over a hundred person, Tau mm. like basically won. Yeah. So yeah. now, so now it's people are starting to change things up. Aldari mm. have all the tools. Oh yeah, you know all of them. So maybe when other people start tweaking their list, Eldari just primed to swoop right in and take take these events. Next up, we have Inez Wilson, who's ranked four, fourth in the UK. Like this, this event is pretty stacked. We've got uh, second, third, and fourth ranked players in the UK, and tenth as well coming up after this one. He's playing Leviathan Tyranids. He's got a he's got a patrol. He has a Warcrant. Uh, who has actually has the more claws uh, on the Warcrant and heavy venom cannon, which I thought was I, interesting because I, I have figured out Jane's art, by the way. Oh, eh? figured it out. Yeah, later out Jane's art. D- denial of Overwatch. Uh, a free way of denying Overwatch. Another way, because yeah, you, you regular Another banshees way, yeah. do it. Having a second source of it, yeah. you're saying, is yeah. So, bit, so you, yeah. could, you could basically send her into a unit of crisis suits. Yeah, I was about to say, and pyrovores are a big issue for charging uh, tyrannies mm. as well. 
people a lot of people I see putting like three pyrovores in front of in front of their warriors and moving their big warrior brick up the table, being like, well, charge into these fifteen wounds of death, you know. Um, so that's a big call. Yeah, sorry, I, like I, just, I, I knew um, there had to be something there that I thought might be. So I checked. Uh, sorry to mm. just distract us. No problems. Uh, so again, we've got a Warcrant from Inez. He has a Neurothrope, two into three Warriors, two into three Pyrovores. Three Zoanthropes, a big unit of five Tyrant Guard, a Parasite of Mortrex, two Harpies, a single Biovore, and a Tyrannocyte. Then he has a Patrol with his Flyrant, another three, sorry, three Venomthropes, a sing, another single Pyrovore. Um, so that is, what, two units of three and a single, and then 10 Gargoyles. This is an interesting list, and it's got a lot of different modes of play with the use of the Tyrannocyte. I really actually like what the Tyrannocyte adds here, because you can put Warriors in it, you can put Pyrovores in it, you can put the Tyrant Guard in it. Like, if you if you want to get aggressive, there's a lot of different things you can chuck in there. You can put the Tyrant in it. You can put the Walker in really? it. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, one monster can go in it. So, oh. if you... Yeah, he can do a lot with that Tyrannocyte. And in addition, even if you want, just want to keep it empty and start it on the table, it's a big model. It takes up a lot of space. It doesn't. It doesn't shoot badly. No, it's it's shooting like it shoots a lot of shots. It has like ballistic skill five, but five, I mean, yeah. fifteen shots. You're gonna get a couple hits in there, and they're not mm. they're not light shots. So like strength five, negative two. Yeah, this seems like a, it seems like a Leviathan list that's gone for a lot of flex, a lot of mm-hmm. flexibility and different things. There's no big units. Like the five Tyrant Guard is the biggest unit in the, in in the list. Usually we see, um, you know, five, six, nine, you know, warrior units. Yep. But yeah, the um, I think I think that to the last year is the Flyer, the Tyrant Guard, and the Warcrant. If I'm if I'm correct in my math, you are um, correct. Which would be extremely good at just uh, sitting assuming back. Assuming it's, it's close between – it's whatever the walker is equipped with. It depends what he's equipped because the harpies could be more. He's got but a heavy assuming, venom. Any a, upgrades on them? Heavy venom and he's got the more claws. Oh, okay, so the walker will be the same, I think. So it could be yeah. a walker on the harpies. Okay. So bigger mission from this list, no Maliceptor. What do you make of that, Dustin? It doesn't surprise me with – Everything that we've seen now, like the, the Valor Scepter is very, very good, but losing the ability to cast four psychic powers now means uh, it's a lot less. My, my heart bleeds. My heart bleeds. Where's the oh, violins? I'm Where not saying. I'm not saying out. he didn't deserve it. He absolutely deserved. It's that. only worth <laughs> twice his points instead of three times. It's only worth twice his points instead of three times. Exactly. So it's still it's still uh, efficient, but I think he he might even. Uh, be worried that the points are still going to go up on it. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it without right now because I feel like I'm not going to be able to use him suit anyway. Yeah. Losing that, like having it's half efficient, it hurts though. It does hurt because it's hard to oh, justify sure. when sometimes you have like a really good game with the mouse. Center. Even when it was really good, you might still have a bad game with it. Now it's like, oh, it's mm. only half as good. Okay, now I definitely can't take it. Like It's, it's too risky now. Fair enough. So last list we'll be covering from Newcastle. This is Christopher Radford. He's playing Space Wolves. He's the 10th ranked player in the UK, and I'm here for it. He's got Born Heroes, mm-hmm. Whirlwinds of Rage, so Space Wolves successor. Um, starts off with five Voidsmen of Arms in the patrol, um, a Captain with a Jump Pack, a Librarian with a Jump Pack, five Blood Claws, five Incursors, two Redemptors, which I think is quite interesting, two single Cyberwolves, six Long Fangs, and with the Drop Pod. Uh, and then we have a Vanguard detachment. You could guess what's going to be in here. Primaris Chaplain on a bike, three units of five Wolf Guard with Jump Packs, two units of five Wolfen, and the third single Cyberwolf. And I got to tell you, I love this list. I think it's really good. <laughs> what's drawn you to this? 
It's the flex. He has an all-in any portion. I mean, you could say he's all-in on the melee, but the fact it is it's well-balanced with three punchy characters, two redemptive dreads. It's actually got a phenomenal amount of MSU as well. Three single um, cyberwolves, plus the incursors, plus the blood claws, um, plus a pod as well. When you So a lot of people... Um, play drop pods in iron hands lists and they've only got like maybe one or two units of vanguard veterans and so in, in on those terms that drop pod can be used against you quite judiciously um just on the weekend gone i played against a guy who had five dreadnoughts and he had a he put a drop pod down i pinned my whole army off because i knew i couldn't get charged by dreadnoughts for a turn turn and a half um and bang bada bing bada boom i pretty much won the game off that play you try and do that versus this one he's got five units of msu deadly craziness in addition to a bunch of characters that will just sweep into you if you try and use the drop pot against him and i like the balance there um three premium shooting units in the in the long fangs and the two redemptive dreads and then five ultra aggression units of two of them being possibly the best trading units in the game arguably between the wolf and all the repentia being which one is better repentia having fight on death means they get the same trades but unlike the unlike the repentia you can't just shoot bolters at wolf and then think they're going to go away instantly um point so this is I, i quite like the balance of this list Plus, oh, sorry, I forgot five Voidsmen at Arms. Like, I love it. I love that inclusion in here as well. So many little five little well, units of just We saw around. them get popular, I don't know, maybe like six, eight months ago. Mm, exactly. I mean, I shouldn't say popular. Yeah. They were included as a, as a little bit of an ad. But I don't think it was. they were included in this aggressive of a list. No, they weren't. They were, they were included in um, in Custodes' list yeah. a lot. Uh, around the LVO time, when Custodes just felt like they just needed one more unit to screen, to get in the way, to play and engage, or, you know, um, uh, uh, an R&D. Um, and so they started getting included then. But I love them in Space Marines' list. I think they're fantastic. Dustin, you got anything to add? No, I actually, I agree with most of what you're saying. We we start, we saw something last week with one of the Space Wolf lists that uh, didn't use the long fakes in the drop pot, and that's, I think that's mm. what we were kind of used to for a while and i've said it before i think i actually prefer the long fangs myself and i love redemptors in space wolves i love the redemptors in space wolves Libby? With, yeah. yeah so they're really good at shooting and they're really scary in combat like they're just they're i think they're great well, at well, why are you saying that like what what advantage do they get be there being space wolves or with a library and like what is uh plus one to hit so like now these <laughs> they're just more well, they're they're, more efficient yeah they're plus one to hit with exploding sixes on the and correct uh, me wrong, but they they actually can use the uh, heroic too, can't they? I think there's a CP pay for heroic intervention, or yeah. it's a CP pay to heroic six. I can't. You, I think it's it it's it's six yeah. for a, for a character. Otherwise, it's just yeah, like that. Yeah, but, but that means a redemptor can sit on an objective like in the middle of it, and you can't just steal it away from it. it doesn't matter if it's not obsec. You come in here, you better be ready to take a hit from me because I'm coming into you. I'm going to smack oh, you hard. The old <laughs> blow drone maneuver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is he's got that Libby, so he can give them cover. So they can exactly. be walking around two plus armor save, minus one damage, armor of contempt, redemptors. It's actually, they become really rough to try and remove. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same can be said, like he could just, he, if he wants to, if he doesn't want to play the MSU game, he can just play the brick around the Libby and move up the middle game. Um, yeah. You know, it's actually, it's actually quite a bit of flex here. I like this. I like this build. Um yeah, I wouldn't change much, if anything. I think this is almost perfect for what spa- where Space Wolves are at. Uh, so, yeah, gents, you want to pick a winner? Uh, that That's tough because, I mean, mm. a lot of skilled players there. I do think that those lists that we t- we called out in the very beginning are, I mean, Tekken for Tau. Well, you mean, I feel the, like they the, have to after they saw what happened in the last, uh, last, last weekend. weekend. Yeah, 
and, and, and like we mentioned, you know, like any any deviation, any change in the list uh, may kind of open the door for some other people to slip in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if it's going to well, be enough it, to unseat Eldari, though. So I, my pick is it the is faction is Eldari for winning this event. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick against the, the number two and number three guys. Uh, yeah. But with the with the with the tyranny numbers, you always just run the risk if you play them on a five objective mission and go second. You know, as an as an Aldari player, and just get just get bodied out of the, of the points. Um, so I I will pick, uh, you know, stuff. I'm picking Space Wolves to get a podium. Space Wolves top five. Go okay. on, go son, get it. There's six of yours. One of yours top five. Do okay. it. Okay. Okay. I can't go against. Uh... Yeah, Suriani. They just Suriani. Yeah. yeah. When the top when the top two guys at the event taking him, like you top two guys hard, taking him, and they just they're, they're actually really they're really I, strong right now too. I, I do want to see what's in this cast night list though. You know, I think there's there's a lot of play there, and yep. you know, the 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 Asurani and you know Aldari they they kind of specialize in not being where you expect them to be or being able to shoot and then get out of the way. You know, get behind some terrain and. I, look, I don't know if y'all know this, but some of those cast knights can move 17 inches in a turn. And that's yeah. this is kind of fast. It's, it's pretty bit, fast. Pretty quick. Pretty fast. Yeah. It's like three times what most of my guys move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you think you're going to be around the corner or whatever, you know, it really throws the math off when you throw another three inches in there. So, mm. you know, look, it's no, nobody's safe right now is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's it's hard to uh, root against the uh, Sirani at the moment. Uh, the next tournament we're going to talk about uh is oh i'm getting there the maryland open westminster maryland i will say that we don't have a lot of faction data from this event but great friend of the show gonna be there so we had to talk about it uh, a little bit of uh, throwing a little bit of shame maryland's way it's totally fine um for, for whatever reason, there was very few players updated their factions, and good man uh, Nick Dorich of the channel, uh, who helps us out a lot behind the scenes, absolute shout out. He was he was on the ground. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to ask some players, some good players that I know for for their lists, and he got them to us. And so yeah, we appreciate that. This we show is actually we we talk about a lot of players, but it's absolutely for the players, and we definitely appreciate the folks that have helped us out behind the scenes because there's a lot of stuff that makes this this happen, including a lot of the fuegos and, and other things and, and, and content that does not always get celebrated. So when we get an opportunity to talk about players and something that they're doing, we want to do it. And now here we go. This is a 102-player event, six-round event in the United States. Uh, we have absolutely no idea what we're going to be seeing there <laughs> as far as like total percentage of factions, but we can call out some lists. And I think that's absolutely. good enough for right now. So uh, some of the lists that were pulled out by our good man, Nick. So this first up is Matt Laura, who finished second at the LVO uh, this year, just gone. Um, he's playing Ulthway Asuriani, uh, which is nice. We haven't talked about Ulthway in, in a little bit, and I think they're extremely good. The battalion, he's got a single battalion. It is Baharoth Eldrad. A f- and a Farsia is his HQs. Pfft, crazy good Farsia, uh, like uh, HQ options. Three units of five Rangers, one unit of ten Dire Avengers, one unit of five Fire Dragons, one unit of five Howling Banshees, uh, a Warlock Skyrunner, one unit of five Wraith Guard, one unit of three Shining Spears, a unit of ten Swooping Hawks, five Warp Spiders, and two Wave Serpents, and a Partridge in a Pear Tree, because that's how that list feels. It's do, like, do you do you believe those to be the close combat Wraith Guard? They have to be the close combat Wraith There's Wraith no guard. way they're not. Yeah, There's for no sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, it has to be right. Um, you got a, he's got a whole wave serpent for one of them, and then the other wave serpent gets the, the fire dragons and probably the howling banshees, right? 
All the all, all, all sorry, ten die Avengers could very well could very well go in there. He's got options. He's got options. He's got a lot of options. Um, what do you think of this one, guys? Single battalion, which I like. I to my mind, that means Matt is planning for the future of his faction, being like, I'm going to switch to a battalion now because the the the, the list we did before with the Outrider and the and the patrol or the uh, the Outrider and whatever it was, um, they're going to be starting at like two CP, and Matt's over here, you know, rubbing his hands together, getting all six. I got all six. I, I I don't. I think you play for the tournament that's right in front of you. That, you know, that's that's the way the way I yeah. feel. Uh, I mean, there is a certain about you know wanting to like get the last hurrah. Like if your codex is about to change and you feel really confident about the build, then yeah, you you run it yeah. out one more time. But El Eldar, you're not in that position. Uh, so I, I think the the battalion here is to. Pres- I think you're right though to preserve some com- some command points. Mm. Yeah, me too. And he as it's got Elder Storm is three command points. That's <laughs> true. It ain't cheap. Um, he's got a very flexible list. It's like the one of everything. Um, literally the one, he's got one unit of everything. He's got, he's got shining spears, swooping hawks. Uh, where's, so he's, he's missing out on, um, the warp spiders. Yeah. No, he's got warp spiders. He's got warp spiders as well. Like what, <laughs> what is scorpions? That's right. The only aspect scorpions aren't here. Hey, the specters aren't there. Scorpions. There's a couple things not here. I've forged world is full. Like, come on. Forge world, you know, um, even though I do rate shadow specters, surprisingly, I think they're okay. Uh, but yeah, this is a really good, really flexible list. They'll do very well. Um, next one we want to talk to is Mark Hattel, who I believe won a, did he win a major last year with Admech or did he top table? I can't remember. I don't remember top table. Familiar. He top tabled a bunch of events last year, um, but he switched over to Death Watch, and this is a skill team strike force, which we want to speak to when we can, because this is a extremely potent build, but no room for error, like zero. Like you stuff up, you lose <laughs> half your army, game is over. He has a librarian in Phobos armor, who is a cheap librarian. He has a master of sanctity, primary chaplain on a bike, and then a watch master. This is a single battalion, by the way. Uh, Proteus kill team, three terminators, one veteran, one vanguard veteran, and a watch sergeant. And then he has another one of the same, but it's a black with one black shield, three terminators, four vets, one biker, and the watch sergeant. Then the third Proteus kill team, uh, four death watch veterans, two vanguard veterans, three bikers, and a watch sergeant. Um, that is so he can switch to have Vanguard veterans and bikers as one unit of five if he combat squads. And then the last of his Proteus is a Black Shield, another three Terminators, four more vets, a veteran biker, and a watch sergeant. And then lastly, the Spectrus kill team, which I'm a huge fan of. Four Infiltrators, five Reavers, and the Infiltrator Sergeant. This is a very flexible and unassuming list, boys. Mostly Firstborns, which is interesting. Yeah, because so he's got look at it, it's like, oh, there's some Space Marines? Well, I could probably kill that. Yeah. Yes, it's all very unassuming. You're like, oh, it's just a bunch of tactical Marines. And then through clever use of stratagems, special rules, they can just be whatever they need to be game by game, like turn by turn. Oh, if right. you don't know what Death Watch do, you look at the list like, ah, easy peasy. I'll just, I'll crush this. And then you don't. <laughs> really so what's don't. up with that last kill team? I mean, what, what, <clears throat> why, why do you like that? So I like the Spectrus kill team because it, it, it's one unit that gives you two flexible units that can follow deploy, of course. And because um, you can split, you can, you can in the games where you need to, let's say theoretically you're versing a bunch of deep strike or outflank or whatever, you can you can combat squad to have infiltrators in both sides of the kill team and have two spheres of influence of infiltrators when you've only paid the, when you only paid the points for one. Um, I do quite like that flexibility. I personally prefer the big old swing and D of the five eliminators in that squad because then you've got five eliminators with with one sergeant that has the the helix gauntlet so at the first instance of damage 
goes to that. And I actually, Armor of Contempt Eliminators, extremely good, guys, if you do not know. Um, having a one plus save with minus one to rend, um, sitting in cover on their limbs that just, they shoot and scoot every turn. Really cool. Actually, sorry, they can't shoot and scoot because they, the sergeant has to be the infiltrator. So they got four guys and they just got to do the body block for them. And you give them all Laz Fusels and stuff like that. Um, but the crazy thing about this is, is that, you know, turn one, this can be Iron Hands and the whole army's got a six up, feel no pain. Uh, turn two, this can be Imperial Fists and the whole army ignores cover. Turn three, this can be Blood Angels and every, uh, White Scars, sorry, and everything advances and charges. Um, it's extremely potent, extremely flexible, and I love it. Uh, turn three going into a saw doctrine although i knew i do know that the death watch can kind of manipulate which doctrine that they're in uh do you think that's going to give them some advantages yeah i really do i wish that was something that g-dub did with more of the um supplements like i wish like black templars started their uh their doctrines in reverse like they started like crazy fevered up in assault doctrine and progressed to devastate a doctrine in the last turn that i reckon that'd be cool Man, careful um, what you wish for that doctrine yeah. is on it is, is, is powerful but it's it got it got real specific about what you couldn't good do with it because it was it causing did, it some did. heartburn it did it, a lot of heartburn um like sorry what was the question <laughs> i got carried away there oh, so the, the, the doctrine manipulation yeah. do you think that's still a big deal absolutely it is absolutely because a lot because you can like when you have a really stable turn you can waste whichever one you don't think you're going to need in that matchup oh, i don't need three turns of assault doctrine so i'm going to bust one now um and then i'm just going to pick it on the turn i'm going to go blood angels and charge and then oh, i devastate you're going to sit back i'm going to dev doctrine up with imperial fist and we're going to see if we can how much how much deeps we can put on you how much damage um Extremely flexible list. All right, into the last one, and I'm uh -oh. actually just gonna, I'm just gonna Dustin. straight up hand pass this to Dustin. Yeah, you know, this is the GSC list, baby, take it away. Oh, I love this. We got Eric Shiflett bringing some Twisted Helix GSC and a Battalion. I love it. So he's got a Nexos, the No No Force Orc Squad, a Magus, a Patriarch, two by ten Acolytes. I'm assuming they're probably drill squads. Maybe maybe a mix of like some flamers in there. Two by five Acolytes to go in the grinders later on. One by nine Acolytes. I'm also assuming that's just all flamers. 10-man Neophyte squad for some deep striking uh, steel objective shenanigans. Biophagus to give some buffs to those hybrid squads. And then 3 by 10 pure strains because you're running Twisted Helix. You 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 bring 30 Genius Stealers. That's just mm -hmm. what you do. A 3-man Ridge Runner squad. That's good. And then 2 by 3 Jackals and 2 Rock Riders. I, I love it. This is actually what you're going to see a lot of competitive GSC lists start to move to in the new uh, changes coming up with CP because... I've been I've been playing with uh, the new CP rules, like testing it out. Mm. We we can't we can't not can't have, mess around anymore. We can't yeah. mess around anymore. I can't Just have three calories anymore. Even getting the two a turn, you know. So. It's it's not we. But the thing is with GSC, like we need a burst every so often, and if we don't have that, like in our in our playbook, right off the right off the hop, it, it can hurt us a lot. So it slows us down. If we don't mm -hmm. have it and we want to be able to wait, not, not even if we use it, but we need to be able to do it because our turn one, especially with like, I'm sure one of these steel units is going to be pregame moving and then slamming into something. You're going to want at least one CP for the auto six advance and another one to hopefully bring them up and uh, deep strike again. Like that's two CP right off the hop right there without, mm -hmm. without even thinking. So, I mean, we need them. So it's going to, they're going to start seeing a lot more similar yeah. to this with GSC, I think. This is really future proof, though, isn't it? It's like straight up. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. The next uh, we just got in there. It'll be giving. It'll be giving the CP regen too. So like, it's it's got everything you need for it. I just got told uh, by Bug Proletarian Forty K. The second acolyte unit is fifteen wounds with six drills in it. 
That sounds fearsome. So that one is probably that one is probably the one with the biophages buff, which would be great. So they're exploding on sixes. So they're auto wounding Um, and exploding. (laughs) So usually when I see three into pure strains, I usually see a single Goliath truck to give them a slingshot turn one, because then one of them probably has the uh, the extra attack. But I I'm feeling like it's more this is more putting more of the resources into the acolytes than the the pure strains. The pure strains are just helix; they're just going to do what they do. Don't really need many other buffs. Yeah, for sure. They well for pure strains, twisted helix plus one strength, and you give the yeah. auto wound on sixes. Yeah, the they're already power. good enough, right? Like that's that's all they need, and they can't yeah. they can't get the biophages buffs. Exactly right. Yeah. So as soon as I see a biophages, I'm thinking this is an acolyte centric build. Absolutely. Most of the buffs are going there. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, one unit of ridge runners. How do you feel about that? I actually I'm becoming more and more a fan of the bridge runners i just as long as it's not the mining lasers because they're so freaking inconsistent i want them yeah. to be good because they are the strength nine they are like d6 their last cannons but last cannons their last, last cannon things yeah, exactly they're so inconsistent the missile launchers are so consistent and they're actually the only long range shooting that gsc really have access to so if you give them like spotters 48 inch range stubbers with 18 stubber shots and nine strength six negative three three damage shots like that's that's good that's really good. What's the seismic cannon? Is that the strength six one? Uh, the missile launchers is on the ridge runners. Seismic cannons would be on the Goliath. So that's the either oh, the strength, strength six, yeah. negative two, two damage at six shots or strength eight, negative three, three damage at three shots. I hear industrial something from a hardware store and I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably got a better profile than my crap for some reason. But and it just but those are industrial, but that's how we dig our minds. <laughs> the missile launchers aren't industrial, yeah. which is unfortunate, but. Industrial missile. I guess, I guess nobody just, uses missiles to dig holes anymore. <laughs> I, look, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> like in the old days, just digging, digging holes in these missile launches. That's right. In All a right. second, we'll have a word from our sponsors, I think. But before that, let's pick a winner. From the from the three lists and we don't know anything else about the event so i'm picking t-suns i don't know anything about t about the event how many t-suns players t-suns getting a podium bang bang let's do it there you go i think that's fair i'm going necrons because you know what i hope there's a necron player there and i hope they send their list to us and And remember to always submit their faction i'm going gsc it's obviously this is the perfect place for gsc to win when nobody knows anything about it like this is where they yeah. thrive you know zero context just zero slap context. The gsc down just that's it. right <laughs> i think Love we're it. gonna take a just a short break then we'll come back and talk about one more tournament uh then we have a, like a palate cleanser at the end of the show if you're new here if you're first time here we have just kind of a fun segment at the end we call our fuego repito you have to stay, stay tuned to figure out what that's all about this week At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. 
Every Mac comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. We are back. Thank you for checking them out. You do want to get some of that stuff. I, uh, yeah, there it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. oh no, put it there. It is. Huh? Uh, yeah. There. Right. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> Look, mark my words. They will be back on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, so the next one we're going to talk about is the best in tabletop open from Joaquin Washington here in the U.S. So, Charity Hammer is coming up, boys. It is a wonderful thing that happens every year. And this year, for, in Char for Charity Hammer, they've decided to run a big event in the week, the weekend prior to Charity Hammer. For those who do not know, Charity Hammer is an annual extravaganza of 40K, where some of the best players in the world gather in Washington, D.C., and put on, like, 72 hours, four days of, like, sometimes four days of nonstop 40K coverage, 24 hours rolling of games, of wacky antics, Crazy behind the scenes stuff. Some of the best players in the world get together. It's all for charity, raising um, money for various charities. Usually it's Child's Play, um, which is a charity very close to a lot of people's hearts, providing mm -hmm. entertainment needs and toys and electronics for children who are going through medical treatment. So please jump in and support. And we are we are signal boosting this bad boy in the hopes that we can get Charity Hammer as big and as oh, best yeah. as it can be. 48 players, six-round event. Uh, love the chat, by the way. I love everybody chatting with us, coming and hanging out with us. It is absolutely amazing to see have y'all come spend some of your time with us uh, during the middle of the week and talk about these tournaments. Live on Thursday night. <laughs> it, it is. It is. I, I wasn't joking. Dustin, what are we going to see here? <laughs> the Imperial Superfaction, there are two sisters, two custodes, one Admech, one Grey Knight, one Imperial Knight. The Space Marine Superfaction, there's one Dark Angel, one Blood Angel. The Chaos the Superfaction, there's five Chaos Suit, mm -hmm. one T-Sun, one Death Guard, one Renegade Knight. Oh my god, are they actually going to be topping the podium right now? Xeno uh, Superfaction, yes. there's one Necron, one Orc, three Tau. <laughs> They're doing it! Hive Mind Superfaction, five Tyranids. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. No GSC. Come on, guys. It's for charity. Eldari Superfaction, there's one Eldari, two Drakari, four Harlequins, and three Asuriani. Oh my god, the faction podium. Chaos! Chaos Soup is topping the podium tied with Tyranids here. What is going on? Emperor's Children have been on the rise. Emperor's Children and Iron Warriors actually have been on the rise. And, they, and I, I, I kid you not, they have been just one ounce of luck away from unseating some very dominant list. Well, just now they got uh, they got a one in five chance to win this now. Maybe that's the, <laughs> just the odds they needed. That's it. That's right. It, 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 it'll be their luck. They take each other out in like round three. Probably. They'll mm -hmm. probably play each other. You know. Uh, Harlequin's second place at four, and then Talos Uriani tied at three. This is this is a weird podium, and I love it. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm all about it. I love <laughs> this. This is one of the amazing things we get to do on this show. We highlight metas that have specific flavors. There is a hard nut core of faction specialist chaos players that live in the Washington State area, and they've rocked up. They're like, well, you know what? We're getting in early. The six months of chaos starts now. 
in Washington. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're 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 bringing it. I'm, I'm here for it. We've done a sp- I've done a specific meta breakdown on just the, just to giving you a synopsis of the archetype of what all five Chaos Suit players have brought because this is an awesome aberration and we want to draw as much attention to the unique flavors of the different metas of our great game. Uh, so let's jump in and I'll show you a little bit about what they're bringing. So um, the players are, are listed as well. So Chuck Arnett, Rick Hill, Zach Gray, Paul Winters, and Jason Bird have all brought Chaos Soup to this event. Chuck has brought Thousand Suns and Renegade Knights. He simply has pretty much it's the standard T-Suns archetype of 20 Chaos, uh, twenty Skybrook Cult Terminators with three Wardog Executioners. This is the list I was talking about for Thousand Suns with Knights. This absolutely. is exactly it. Chuck, mm-hmm. you're the man. You listen. It's, this <laughs> the executioners. <laughs> it is. It is brutal long range mm-hmm. firepower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which of the executioners, Paul? The, the auto cannons. The, the three shot. Yeah, the, the, the D, sorry, two D three shot, three damage auto cannons. Yeah, negative are you, two, are, not negative one anymore. Are no. you a are you a melee army? Like, because you got to yeah. go through 20, 20 terminators to try and stop those boys from shooting. Yeah. You got to just got to you got to chug through. 20 terminators it's actually really cool i, I like the, i think this is exactly what they're missing they used to have this with the volkites they used to have the volkite um, contemptors in here one or two of them but they've dropped off and these are adding back what they lost and then some i love this list um next up we have rick hill he's playing iron warriors paul and demons he has a disco lord three decimators tunes to three obliterators with three units of three noglings and a demon prince carrying that crimson crown to buff everything i love this list a lot Hmm. That's an interesting uh, one. So this I like one the is... obliterators. I- I'm surprised there's not like a what is it the the uh, Cryptus or whatever in this. Yeah. So what what I feel like this one lacks um, is the the easy. Um, so one of the great things that Chaos still has access to is the easy screen clear. They have such good they have such good screen clearing op- options. Be that bikes, be that um, uh, noise marines. You can just uh Put down your unit, put enough CP in it, all your, all your opponent's screens are gone. They're just gone. And then the decimators get to churn into really valuable stuff. But maybe they're of the opinion, or this player's of the opinion, that everyone's only using valuable stuff. Crisis suit bricks, warriors, yeah. tyrannid warriors, big tyrannid griblies. Like, decimators are phenomenal into uh, the tyrannid matchup and the tower matchups. Yeah. A, a lot of tyrannid stuff just comes towards you. Like, there really isn't a... Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of maneuvering for sure, but, like, it, middle of the board is, is congested with a lot of Tyranids and, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of screens. Exactly right. Someone's pointed out that I call Scarabo called Terminator Scarabos, and I'm waiting for it to take off. I, I want somebody to rock up to Kicker at an event with a box of Scarabo cereal. Like, just print it out, put on some Fruit Loops, and just, just just make the meme live, people. Somebody. I'm, I'm leaving it wide open for you. Um... Next up, we have Zach Gray, who's playing Disciples of Bellacor and Renegade Knights. Now, this is an interesting one. So he's got Bellacor, big unit of Bloodletters, big unit of Horrors, big unit of Beasts, and a Renegade Knight Abominant. And I'm wondering if you guys can figure this one out. Why, why the addition? The addition of the Abominant? Yeah. What's he doing for that list? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I guess you can make him... It's just another durable beast. I mean, he does... Commit, uh, draw things away from Bellacor? Yeah. It's going to be like... Uh, you know, uh, hit transhuman for yeah. Binvold all the time, have the feel no pain power. Like, I feel like it's it's just another big thing that so Bellacor can be more aggressive and not have to worry about everything that's big shooting at him, right? Well, I thought there's a nice duality between the two, between Bellacor, who's minus one to hit, minus one to wound, full plus involved from range, and mm-hmm. the abominant that is cannot he cannot reroll anything, can have mm-hmm. a four up involved, five up, five up, feel no he, pain. He fits well a, with the Bellacor theme. Yeah, there is a nice duality between those two big griblies, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it, exactly. Given given to, again, you can go and dominate two sections of the table, whereas you're waiting on Bellacor, I guess, to do a lot of double work. In this case, the Abominant can. He's, I, I don't want to say he's as cool as Bellacor, but he's definitely a Bellacor light situation. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Sense. Oh, uh, next seven. Sorry, I did not. I did not ignore you. I am absolutely planning on going to Capital City Bloodbath in Ottawa. It's just the week after WTC, so I have to figure out the logistics and gather wife brownie points. Yes, I see <laughs> a buddy Brett in chat too asked uh, if I let if I let you know that we hung out with Diffie this past weekend. Yep, you got to go back and see the first part of the show where we talk about some of the exploits and stuff that we did. It was absolutely mm-hmm. hang, cool hanging out, and I sent some pictures as well. Get jelly. Uh, yeah. It's jelly. Yeah, I, I it's am very jelly. jelly. Uh, Paul Winters is up next of our Chaos Menagerie. Um, th- not sure if this is Chaos Soup. He's listed himself as Slanesh. And when someone lists themselves as Slanesh, I, I take it as Chaos Soup. Uh, he's got a demons and he's got essentially demons plus Bellacor. Um, and he's, he's kind of trying to turn the wheel back. Three Keepers plus Shalaxi plus Bellacor, as in the five combo Monster Mash rush eat their faces. Um, it's pretty simple. But, but that did well. It mm-hmm. does do well, man. It does do quite well still. Do you, do you think that it just became less popular because it wasn't? I mean, what was hot at the time? Adeptus Mechanicus. You know, a lot, a lot yes. more shooting things mm. were were popular. Well, so that's that's my concern for it now. I actually think it does very quite respectably into things like uh, Tyranids, but I, I I have great concern about its abilities into Tau and Asuriani, especially Asuriani. Um, with Asuriani getting a one CP reals to hit reals to wound into them, uh, like one unit of five banshees is just a just a nightmare. Um, but as it sits right now, yeah, I think this is not a crap list. I think Paul will have a great time as well. Uh, our last one is Mr. Jason Bird from uh, Warbird Gaming. I, I played it. He's got a wonderful shop in Aberdeen, Washington. Uh, I've visited. He's playing Death Guard and Renegade Knights, guys. <clears throat> He's got Typhus, Double Volkite Contemptor, two to three Death Shroud, two PBCs, and this is very interesting: a single War Dog with the minus one strength, minus one toughness aura to go along with Death Guard's inbuilt minus one toughness aura. Um, Which War Dog is, is it? Is it the one with the Melta or a Carnivore? Did you catch that? Uh, I. It's not a. I, I know it's not a Carnivore. Damn, I'm sorry, I didn't actually. No, 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 it's okay. There's like now. five different varieties. I'm just curious <laughs> yeah. as, to, as to what, because it, it could easily be the auto cannons, and that fits is is with, with this as well. Uh, yeah. But you know, there is the there's the the Gatling cannon, and then with the claw. Well, I, I love the idea of this having the Gatling cannon claw because then I oh, you got ten guardsmen, I brrr, kill all ten, bang, we go up to we we double buff up to the strength and toughness aura, and then like like cool contagion reigns at max range now. I got the full minus one strength, minus one toughness aura. Typhus is giving out a bunch of different stuff as well. I actually like the inclusion of the single knight with the death guard. I think it adds a little bit of spice. I like Typhus, but we have not seen him in a long know, competitive, time, in competitive scene. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but he hits hard, and maybe that's the theme of this list: is getting up there and hitting hard. Well, this looks like a list of of six months ago, with the exception of uh, the Typhus change and the um and the the War Dog, because he's got the two Volkai Contemptors, which were good, amazing six months ago, and the and the two PBCs, which were uh, the 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 be all end all in the previous. Uh, sorry, before the data slate. So I'm interested to see how this one goes because it could. I feel like it could go either way. Um, reverse crawlers, you know, difficult to take down. And if they're using, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the Games Workshop ter- tournament terrain configuration, those death routes can actually, and Typhus 2 can kind of move around in position in things, and he'll get mm-hmm. a lot of utility out of the Plague Burst Crawler. I know yeah. the indirect fire took a bit of a hit, but when those Plague Burst Crawlers connect, which, by the way, it kind of goes back to how they were used to playing with anyway. Like, if you're a long-time Death Guard, Death Guard the flame, player... You had the flamers <laughs> on them? 
pushing uh, on the board. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you were just you just didn't hit all that well. You got you, oh, that's you true. Recently, yeah. So, so, <laughs> no. so yeah. you know, you're, you're psyched up. You're in the right mind space uh, to play that game. So you know, could could could, could I have it figured out? Mm. What I love about this, we've got five. We have five uh, different iterations of chaos soup there's five people playing chaos soup and five very distinct flavors no no two of these lists are the same um it's it's actually a lot i love to see it i hope this is something that holds true once chaos get their flood of codexes and get their full support uh we have two more lists to talk about and then we're hitting over to that fuego um anthony vanilla's in attendance and the only reason i highlighted this is because he's taking blood angels paul and i'm like nice i gave i gave we gave dustin a list we gotta give paul a list do That's you want to read this one out uh, here we go. Yeah, we got Dante, the man, the myth, the legend. Five incursors, uh, obviously, you know, used for their uh, their ability to, for d- their deployment options, uh, and then two times five Death Company. I was talking about Death Company earlier, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm willing to bet they have Thunder Hammers, and I'm willing to bet the Forlorn Fury is going to be used uh, a couple of times over the course of that weekend. Then a Vanguard detachment with a Sanguinary Priest, three times seven Sanguinary Guard, ten Vanguard veterans a unit of eliminators and two land speeder storms. We've seen these land speeder storms employed because they are a relatively inexpensive unit with a wide footprint, do all kind of screening and move blocking and sometimes pick up an an objective with them. This is a full, I mean, if you don't know what the V in vanilla actually stands for, apparently stands for violence because this guy knows no chill. He's, this is a full send. This is the full send. Uh, He's got what? Seven ultra violent units. If you combat squads, the Vanguard veterans, and that's not even counting Dante as one of those units. Uh, I think this list is incredibly aggressive. This is the first time in a while we've seen two units of death company. And I will tell you right now, both got full compliments of, of um, Thunder Hammers. Had to have been, yeah. It's because it's because you just want a good you want a good uh, answer for Tyranids. This is the two units death company is what you should be taking when you're worried about Tyranids because they go and they annihilate warriors. They will drop the beat down and Forlorn yeah. Fury. Yeah. Uh, what what that does is it's a it's a stratagem that you employ before the game starts that allows you to move and I believe advance as well. Uh, mm. And then if you get first turn, you're basically in your deployment in your opponent's deployment zone, and they cannot yeah. deny you anything. Uh, exactly right you will slip your bases in and you will mm. you will basically stomp whatever it is is in front of you and i do think the land speeder storms play a really valuable role in this uh game because they go they go like the six they're the six to eight inches ahead of the main blob and they're the ones that go and sit on the midboard objectives and because they're actually kind of hard to remove with small arms especially if they're out of line of sight like you can't pick them up with no line of sight shooting anymore unless you've got a couple of manta cores and actually still roll well so they're the thing you put on objectives a front of the main advance if you don't want to go full send on your opponent and they have to put they have to put out legitimate resources into killing two storms on a middle objective same can be said, like I said before, about the Eliminators. Three Eliminators in cover with Armor of Contempt uh, on the wrong side of a wall from their opponent. How do you pick them up? How do you actually pick them up? You have to actually yeah. use a legitimate resource. And then you're just feeding things into the into the meat grind of Sangard, of Vanguard, of all these crazy potent units. And we were talking about Doctrines. The Sanguinary Priest can advance the clock on the Doctrines for a, you know, a, a unit or two. Uh, mm-hmm. And so you know, put, putting your right in your, in your peak performance category early in the game exactly right dustin i'm just gonna put it out there this looks like a nightmare for gsa this list i have uh well i have really good local blood angel player that i get to play luckily uh not as often as i'd like to but i play him a lot and uh it's not easy it's uh it's no. not easy <laughs> <laughs> like it's how many, how many, fl- how many flamers you got yeah uh, it does, it, it, 
they don't do anything against them. <laughs> not, not a god dang thing. Uh, but, uh, I said, bring them on. Drills are great. Cutters are great. And seismic cannons are amazing. I actually have mm. a lot of demo charges on my list. So I can usually trade well now. One of the reasons I've built my list the way it is now is because of lists like this. Because I have mm. to be able to trade well. And it's not... It's not doing it well and uh i don't like sacrificing a full big like big g unit or a big Aukle, you know so now it's five men a double charge thrown at them and then if i need to i charge them and throw the demo charge in close combat too 65 point unit can now clear a lot of that stuff it's it's better it's better nice, but nice. it's cp heavy ah! yes <laughs> <laughs> can't have it all anymore buddy nope. uh, we have one more list to discuss so there was four harlequin players in attendance and i gave a lot of love to the chaos players so i wanted to go and have a look at the harlequins list and I was, I've, been, I've been waiting for the innovation to come for Harlequins that isn't just Lightsaber at MSU. Um, and, and I feel like this is a point of distinction. This is a Dark Sadeth list. It's taken by Matt uh, Ryusa. Um, he's got a single battalion, so he's quite future-proofed. He's got a Shadowseer, Troopmaster, four units of fully decked out 10-man troop units. Four 10-mans. Decked up to the nines. Uh, special weapons everywhere. Uh, still got two units of five. A unit of five Skyweavers, a unit of four Skyweavers. And these are the ones that I kind of scratch my head at a little bit. I'm not quite sure how good Skyweavers are. They're respectable, but I'm not sure they're game-breaking anyway. And he's got one unit of three Void. So he still has three Void Weavers. And here's the kicker. Webway Gate. Four units of Dark Troop sitting in a Webway Gate. It's freaking terrifying. Like you try, you you need to play. Oh, it's a five objective mission. There's a there's an objective in the middle of the table. Good freaking luck ever holding that. It's, it's ever. theirs. Don't it's, it's theirs. Just, you know what? To them. You can have it. I don't. We're going. going that. You We're mean going because they can else. just continue to send units out of the the webway gate in okay. combat? Just deploy them into combat. Yeah. Into combat with you. Absolutely jacked. Extra damage. Extra rend. Extra attack. Freaking ten mans coming out of webways with whatever CP they need to pop down because they've got all the special weapons to just clear whichever option you've given them. Um, I think this is. I, I love this list. I'm not sure how good it is because I'm. I, I still. I'm waiting to see somebody make Skyweavers good, make them feel good. Because I see them, I played against them. I'm just like, they're just, they're just a bit too easy to kill for their points. They don't do as much damage as I feel like they should for their points. Um, but if they're ever going to work in a list, it's probably something like this. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So what's winning this thing? Oh, Vanilla's winning this thing. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're all agree. <laughs> Does <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we're all in agreement. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> uh love that funnily enough that list we just did the dark list can can pose a hell of a lot of problems it actually can Anthony's list. Anthony's can. list yeah especially if anthony has to go first and the webway gates there and he has to be like oh no i can't move <laughs> into the middle i stage up and i'm getting flooded um what well, yeah everybody it's cool i promised a palate cleanser and we are there this is a segment we call the flag of rapido where we give ourselves a list of topics where we run down and just give some gut reactions uh we give ourselves two minutes on the clock uh and we as soon as the i guess two and a half minutes and what y'all do last week uh we give ourselves two minutes on the clock uh ask ask some questions questions sometimes provided uh but we have not seen these questions yeah uh, it looks like we have a Father's Day theme coming up. Okay, I was going to say, I got to wait for Paul to ruin the theme for everyone. Oh. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so we'll let production, production reads the question, uh, and then we just you know give our hottest take that we possibly have to close out the show. And then once that clock is run down, we move on to the next topic, never to revisit the topic again. Why? I feel attacked. Why do you always say that, or never to revisit it? <laughs> to give that sense of urgency <laughs> urgency oh yeah. so you well, answered the question urgent. properly all right <laughs> clock is starting what do you get the dad who already has everything they need for 40k 
Huh. Can't go wrong with more dice, can you? Yeah. I mean, my instinct says vouchers because they got everything into 40k now. <laughs> There's always another army, another model, another paint set. Um, so vouchers. It's, it's would tough be... to get people that are deep in the hobby. It's like, hey, here's this. Uh, like here's a secondary high priest. It's a cool looking model. It's my seventh one. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cool role. Thank you so much. There's only so many conversion pieces I need. But it's nice to be thought of. That's uh Yeah. That's it. But I, you know, dice. How how you not gonna remember dice? Like a, or like a just a sweet tape measure. Uh so for the dad who has it all, um, just buy a Primark, any old Primark. You're never going to go wrong. They're all awesome. They're all amazing. They're all phenomenal hobby pieces, uh, mantelpiece pieces, like whatever. I mean, try and get one that is relative to their armies. But if you can't, like I'd never be unhappy to receive a Primark. Someone just no. came down and gave me e- like- Even Perturabo. I guess I got to play Iron Wars now. Yeah. Well, someone comes and gives me Fulgrim, which is arguably my least favorite of the Primark models. I'd still be like, sick. Thank you so much. I'm putting, yeah, it's going right there. I'm going to sit next to it every day. Um, You know? I was just going to say, get them like Manscaped products or something. Cause like, if you don't need anything for 40K. So I I will say that like any, any two player game, like a kill team, if they're not into that or, or or Mm -hmm. underworlds or whatever, warm warm some hearts well yeah get it get it get one of the get one of the awesome your kids listen to the show paul maybe you should be giving them some suggestions right now (laughs) (laughs) i don't Um, think they do i don't think (laughs) (laughs) fair enough uh so there we go i think we're ready for the next one all right we reset the clock and we start the clock which primark uh, was the best space dad for his genetic sons. Sanguinius. Disagree. It was almost too easy. <laughs> Hard disagree. <laughs> disagree. That's like the first disagreement we've ever had. Okay, go. No, it's um, not. <laughs> almost definitely isn't. I've, I've got some things that would lead me to believe that Mortarian was actually quite a good father to his legion. Oh, let's talk it out. Let's let's explore this. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So Ooh, okay. there are some lines in the most recent. Uh, I've just finished Warhawk last week, and there are some things that are describing their time in the warp and the choices that Mortarium was given by Nurgle whilst in oh. the warp. Nurgle um, Matt just perked up in the chat. Yeah, he did. He's just like, huh? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it leads me to believe that he cared quite a lot about his his sons and his legion, and uh, I thought that was quite nice. Uh, my alternative answer is Gilliman. Gave, gave his kids a whole empire. Come on. I know, he's uh, a chump. Punk uh, ass guy. <laughs> uh, Dustin, it's your turn. I mean, I'm going to say Magnus because he did nothing wrong. Hey. Oof. Right? Oof. He, led, he led his children down a forbidden path that resulted in their genocide. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's, that's a bad pretty, choice. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's cool, yeah, but you'll you know, never, not a good... You'll never get a choice like that made for you by anybody else but Magnus. What, You should genocide? be thanking Magnus right now. I That's... could choose to guide you in the principles of my father, whom I love, or we can just do we can just do whatever we want. I mean, he did give his children he gave his children absolute freedom, yeah. which resulted in their untimely give, demise. Give your children's freedom. Make, let them make their own mistakes. You know, right? <laughs> That's what the emperor right? did. <laughs> oh, didn't that, do, right? that is what the emperor yeah. did. Um, yeah. Any any Dorn fans? Any anybody want to? Yeah, Dorn. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who wasn't? Freaking Angron. Man, like, you, know, you know, you know, all these guys that I could love, I'm going to put pain inducing nails in their freaking heads, like at, essentially at birth. That's it. Right Boy, I'm about to <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
your favorite sci-fi dad. Can we go with like surrogate dads? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's what the a hell dad not? man. There's no uh, Obi-Wan, anyway. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay. Mm. To who? Mm. To Anakin? Ooh. Yeah, to, oh, actually, no. that's a good question. To who? That was that more like an older out brother out just was, a yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, to Luke? Yeah. I, I, Does that so yeah, you know? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're welcome to offer up it. Anybody else have another opinion? About, Are we just proud of Obi Wan? <laughs> I've got I've got a great one. (laughs) It's not not Professor Oak from Pokemon. Give the eleven year old a a freaking computer, send him out to the world, so his wife, so his mum's not doesn't have the kids underfoot. What the? (laughs) Oh man! Ash Ketchum just sending him off into the wild with a freaking is that sci-fi? Is Pokemon sci-fi? I don't know something. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Like, Professor Oak as the father figure is freaking hilarious. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, Master Roshi. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Beat that, boys. I don't know if I can. I'm sure it's going to come to me as soon as we close the show down. <laughs> he, he... Oh, yeah, it will. It always does. <laughs> problem. We can never oh, if we're going to go with... It's not sci-fi, though. I can't say... I'll, I'll save it for the time when it's relevant. Fair. <laughs> it's Amos, totally, I'm, Amos, I'm totally thinking Uncle Iroh, though. Amos from The Expanse. That is a good call out there, actually. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good call. Who said that? That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I love that. I love that he like fathers everybody, and he's like the same age as them all. And he's he's also absurdly messed up in his own right. Yeah. Mm. All right. You guys can't hear, believe it or not, but there's actually a sound effect that after the thing goes. So oh, really? you, don't, you don't get to enjoy it at all, which is really funny to me. As that um, just shows that none of us have watched the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, I'm going to reset the time again. Uh, so what Warhammer model is the most accurate representation of a dad bod? We can say this now. Creed. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, absolutely. He had a chin of granite, though, that guy. He did. He had like a head like a fire hydrant, but the body of a, an angel. <laughs> I was going to say the great unclean one. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That is actually a good call. Uh, <laughs> damn, there's actually a lot of good options. Okay, what are More all the options? More than you think, no, just yeah, thinking about it. What are all right? the options? I can't <laughs> think of anything. Gaz. <laughs> Gaz, cool. Yeah. What? Oh, he's ripped. Yeah, he's, there's no he's, way. He's pretty yoked, he's man. Ripped. Yeah. yeah he's just, yeah. Just slabs of iron. On to- well, you don't, you don't know what's under. You don't know what's under there. You don't know. I could take off the armor and see. I, got Somebody, I mean, he's, he's, got some, he's got some shoulders. Someone he's in chat some said shoulders. Ursula Creed. I don't know if uh, that. Oh, uh, that's, that's Creed's daughter. daughter. Yeah. yeah, that's Creed's yeah. daughter. Yeah, but I don't know if she has a dad bod. Is what I was trying to say. Other dad bods. So no space uh, marines, obviously. It's actually, right? yeah, oh, obviously. Space, no space marines are marines. usually they're they're, they're yeah. yeah stacked by default. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're looking at like regular ass humans and ah, uh, the, the 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 premium dad dad bod out there, just hands down, is a lictor. <laughs> I think I think the I think the most, the most uh, realistic one is probably a nurgling. Not a nurgling, uh, plague, plague bearer, plague bearer, plague bearer. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that, that pretty is good. pretty close. 
Yeah. Like hasn't worked out in a while. Hasn't worked out in a while. He's probably still swinging the sword because they were a sword swinger in high school. In high school. Yeah. Yeah. He's carrying sword. That's not. He's not using it. He's just carrying it for them. Waiting for the years have not been kind. Not being kind. That's actually really good. All right. Last one. I'm moving on. All right. What is your go-to dad rock song? What the heck is that? Dad I don't listen to in... the typical music. I think, like I've, then then maybe this question is geared for. But I will say also, Queen is my favorite band. So oh, that's a very dad rock song. I think. Yeah. It is. yeah so it has to be uh, something like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh yeah, perfect. Fair. That's yeah. See, I, when you when I ask that question, as not being a father, I think of all the songs my dad used to listen to. Yeah. And so literally anything by Credence, anything. Creed, okay. just yeah, oh, a little fortunate son, yeah, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, fortunate son, yeah. Uh, okay. Smoke on the Water by, by Deep Ooh, Purple, that's a good one. Oh, okay, um, okay. that's a good one. Anything by The Doors, even though I, I, I really actually don't like The Doors now as an, as an adult. So, <laughs> just, just why, why were they so highly praised? They say it's the same line the entire song, like it's okay. just lazy. Okay, uh, there's, <laughs> oh. there's two songs. That, oh, go ahead. Radar Love by Gold Earring. That was my dad's favorite song. Yeah, Gold Earring is a great. It's, it's uh, a, yeah. yeah. There was two songs that my dad always used to listen to, but other than these two, like anything by the Rolling Stones. He was a huge Rolling Stones mm-hmm. fan. I, I hear all those ones, but Born to be Wild and Bad to the Bone, for some reason, the first ones that always pop into mind mm-hmm. for me, for him. Yep. yep. We got some Zeppelin being shouted out in chat. Zeppelin's good, yeah. 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 Uh, I got some. Is it. Uh, what's the song? Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. Is it by Weezer? Um, no, it's not. Um, we- Weezer. A dad's uh, song? Really? It's, it's, uh, it's Smash Mouth. Smash, Smash, Smash yeah. Mouth. That's right. It's off Shrek. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I felt, I felt bad that me. Did Chad ch- tricked me into saying that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they did. They got us. <laughs> mm, all right. Thank you, guys. Done. Is that it? We're done? We're finished? We made it through another show? We're so good at this. Hey, sometimes it's just fun to talk about Warhammer. And I hope that little palate cleanser at the end helped, you know, ease you into your weekend, give you something, you know, a little bit of a distraction before you get out there and try to start winning these tournaments or just kind of hang out. Look, (laughs) if you are listening to us on the podcast aggregators, uh, please give us some five-star reviews. Uh, Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and all that kind of stuff. And also remember that we do this live each and every Thursday. Come check us out if you got some free time while you're painting or something. The chat is very active. We have some great folks in the chat. Makes it fun for us. Probably fun for you. Uh, I think that's our show for this week. I think it is. I think it is too. Pleasure. It has been a pleasure. We'll see y'all next week. Until next week.